those of you who've been here these last few weeks, you would have known that we have been sharing on the goals that we have at church. And you know, I see somebody here who I um, had a conversation with after Mark started the first session and kicked us off with the goals of uh, being relationally connected. And he was so happy because he said he was so thankful to be in a church where he heard that there were goals because he's very goal orientated. So I'm like, yay, may we all be that excited about having goals and being part of making goals happen. And so, you know, we have got as a church, you know, to be honest, it's not just Hillsong Church. It is the global church, Jesus's church, which is you and I. It's not a building. As glorious, as beautiful as this building is, as glorious as the cathedrals are, it's not a building. Yes, it's glorious when we fill the house and we fill the buildings, but it's your heart. Remember that song, it's not a building you wanna fill, it's my heart. I mean, we would like both to be filled, wouldn't we? The church, buildings, and our heart to be filled with Him and what He wants to do. And what we believe as a church, that we have a mandate and we are passionate about it. We are committed to it. We are going to pursue with every last breath that we have. And that's to deal with three giants that face humanity, that face our city right now. That's the giant of spiritual poverty. It's also the giant of physical poverty. And it's also loneliness. They are the three giants that we want to see the head chopped off and that Goliath brought to its knees. Amen. Amen. That is why we are here. That is why we are here. Physical poverty, spiritual poverty and loneliness. You know, the word poverty is described as the state of being poor and poor as defined as those who lack power. And you know, safe to say for you and I today that before we gave our lives to Jesus, we lacked supernatural power. You see, it says the same Spirit in Corinthians, it says that it's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in me and dwells in you when we've made Jesus our Lord and Saviour. Amen? And I can tell there's more in this house that have than have not because of the sound of praise that's just gone out. The sound of gratefulness and thankfulness to a Saviour in heaven who left the splendour of glory and came and hung on a cross for the joy set before Him, which is you and which was me and which is all of humanity. Amen. All of humanity that has been, all of humanity that will be and all of humanity that is here right now. Amen. And so we have got the Spirit of God dwelling within us right now. But it's safe to say that before we made that decision, we lacked the power of God within us. We lacked the backing of heaven within us. But our salvation, that spiritual poverty has been dealt with. And that's why we will always, always give an opportunity for people to give their lives to Christ. So spiritual poverty is dealt with with Christ. Physical poverty which is often defined in terms of finances, but it's basically the lack of power to be fed, to be watered, to be clothed, to be educated, to be safe. They lack power. Well, we believe, we strongly believe, we have no hesitation in believing that the church, Jesus and his church, you and I, are part of the solution and that the resourcefulness of the children of God can help meet the needs of the city and the nation in which we live. Who's up for that? Amen, amen. I believe that Jesus, Jesus is wanting to do something profound. He's wanting to extend His kindness, not only to us. We have to receive His kindness before we can extend it. 
We have to receive his love before we can extend it. His goodness, his kindness, his mercy. When we look to the cross that we have sung about, there is so much that has been extended towards you and I that we can receive and from that place of receiving it, we can now extend it. How can we withhold kindness? How can we hold love and mercy when he has just poured out so much towards us? How can we withhold it? No, it's not a time to withhold. It's a time to push through and to keep giving, amen? To keep giving. Let it be, my father used to say, you know, a swamp is where there's no, there's no, there's input, but there's no output. It becomes a swamp. But when there's input and there's output, it's like a river flowing, amen? And the Holy Spirit within us, He is described as a river bubbling up and welling up within our very souls. And that's what I feel right now. That's what I sense right now, amen? And you know, we want to do this with all of our hearts because the fact of the matter is we've been called out of darkness. That is enough to get us jumping up and down. We have been called out of darkness. We've been placed into His marvelous light to go back into the darkness and shine very, very, ever so, ever so, ever so brightly, amen? And as the world gets darker, we're gonna get brighter. The light of God within us is gonna get brighter, amen? And you know, we, we, have this, we have this saying, and it's heartfelt, that whenever we get together, whenever we get together, whether it's two or three of us, or whether it's more of us, whenever we get together, others will benefit. Today, I wanna share on the sixth and seventh goal that we have. And the sixth goal that we have is social kindness. Social kindness. You know, our world is sorely lacking in kindness and the human heart was not intended for harshness. It was not intended for poverty. That's not why God created us. It was intended to be in relationship, to flourish, to live the abundant kind of life that despite challenges, it will still be an abundant life, a life full of His goodness. And so we have social kindness projects that we do throughout our city and at different times of the year. And predominantly up until now, it's involved the elderly and children living below the poverty line. And we've been able to come into the elderly care homes. We've been able to actually go into the Keters. We've been able to bring gifts. We've been able to bring kindness. We've been able to place value on them by bringing beautiful brand new gifts, by actually putting events on for them and just expressing kindness. And yes, those opportunities have normally come around Christmas and Easter, but we want to step it up again. But you know, we, the pandemic kind of hit everything, but you know, we can't use that as an excuse anymore. It's time to stir this up in us and it's time to actually take the streets to the streets and places of Berlin, amen? Who's up for doing that? You know, we also part of um, strategic partnerships, being part of strategic partnerships, supporting organizations that have got a long-term plan and that they are passionate and committed to breaking the cycle of poverty over children's lives, over people's lives. We've got also um, where we come alongside A21, whose mandate is to abolish human trafficking and slavery in the 21st century. And can I just say, you know, with all of the, with all of the organizations that we have strategically partnered with, like Compassion and Vision Rescue and Charity Water, you know, Mark and I know the team that 
pull this off these organizations. We know the teams. We, and for all of them except for Compassion, we are friends with the founders. So this is not just random. And sometimes I think people want to do good. They just don't know where to place their energy and their time to. Well, we have strategically planned for us to be part of this so we can help break the cycle of poverty. It sounds way out there. It sounds like what we do might just be a drop in the bucket, a drop of water in the ocean. But it's not. Because for that one child whose life you impact, it has a ripple effect. And it means the world to that one child. It means the world to that one child's family. And Mark and I, with the work of Compassion, I know many of you are here and you actually sponsor children. Give me a wave if you've got Compassion children. So beautiful. You know what, Mark and I have had the honor and privilege of actually being in Uganda and seeing the work of compassion and seeing the lives transformed. And you know, I went into villages, we both did at different times, we went into villages. And you know what, you could see the compassion child because the compassion child actually had clothing that wasn't ripped, that wasn't hole-proofed. They had education and that affected their whole family. And the beautiful thing about the Compassion Project is that that child, there's not to this day one child that has been sponsored by Compassion whose child has had to be sponsored. It's broken the cycle of poverty in that child's life just by sponsoring one child. Isn't that amazing that you and I can be part of the solution? with the small that we do here can be such a big impact. And then we've got Vision Rescue. Vision Rescue with Biju, who they're basically taking children off the streets of India and Mumbai and giving them informal education, but they're also now gone into the slum areas and actually providing care. And during the pandemic, they provided health packs and continued to provide food for the children. Can I tell you, how awful it must be as a mother or as a father to see your child crying for hunger. And Jesus said in the scripture that I just read out, when you gave food to those who were hungry, it's as if you gave it to me. Well, we can be part of that. We can be part of that. And Charity Waters, Mark gave expression to, but also A21. A21's mandate, as I said, is to break poverty, uh, break, you know, abolish, human trafficking in the 21st century. And I believe with the power of heaven and all of God's children's getting in on the action, we can raise awareness and we can make a difference to those who've been caught in trafficking and those who've been rescued. We are so blessed. You know, even as a sisterhood, this is one of the things that we do. We write letters to those who are in the shelters. And we actually also have a march that we do in October. The police love it in the city because it's the only march, only demonstration that is quiet. <laughs> and the reason it's quiet is because those who trafficked are silenced. Well, God wants us to speak up for those who have been silenced. He wants us to speak loud and boldly for those who've been silenced and to see a release, amen? To see a release of those who've been held captive, who've been kidnapped and held captive. There is evil in this world, but God wants to bring good and righteousness and justice. Justice will prevail. Peace will prevail. Love will, love will prevail, amen? And so I just want to encourage because, you know, the thing is, we've seen this in recent days. You know, we have people seeking refuge, seeking refuge here in Berlin. And we are honored to be in a city and a country that actually invites those who need refuge to be and receive refuge here. Never take that for granted. 
But you know, we see that, but what we also saw on the border of Ukraine wasn't, wasn't just people going to help, it was the traffickers that were there as well. And we need to be smart and savvy. We need to be smarter. Those who love peace need to labor harder than those who love war. Amen. We need to not just do this in the practical. We need to do this in the spiritual. You can pray. You can pray. You can intercede and stand in the gap for others. And so as a church, this is what we are about. But as I just close, because I want to read this scripture again, I want to all of you to be part, beginning and the end of this encouragement to all of you to be part of kindness, social kindness and our strategic partnerships. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. In Jesus' name, amen.